Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you coming men enough for all of us. And anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 68 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. This is franchise episode number 254 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues Hockey. To interact with the show on social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price, Bill's is at Billy Blue Note, and Jeff's is at jponder94. You can follow the show on Instagram, like it on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch past uh, live shows that we do every week during the season, as well as the summer series, the summer interview series that uh, is hosted by Jeff Ponder, which is generally done during the off season, but due to the pause we're in right now, those have started already. So for those of you watching the live show on YouTube right now, feel free to comment in the live chat and we'll address what we can. Uh, and as always, the website is letsgoblues.com, where you can get everything associated with the show, the live show videos, the podcast, links to our social media accounts, discussion forum, stat analysis tools, blues-themed t-shirts, stickers, and more, so you might want to give that a look. Uh, hey, guys, it's been a while since we've done a live show. Been like a month or so, right? How are you guys doing? You surviving? Surviving. I, I'm, doing, I'm doing as well as I can. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. What? On a month? three of work from home and uh got at least two more coming up so wow um yeah it's uh i don't miss the commute i'll tell you that much <laughs> you're probably saving a ton of gas yeah i mean i i'm you know i was thinking about a new car next year and i'm able to put that off probably another year or two so yeah, so there's I, the uh, there's the positive of the coronavirus right there. <laughs> there Bill yeah, Day I, with the positive news. And I'm not gonna lie, I, I mean working from home is nice. It's uh, especially with two kids. Uh, it's it's um, it's it's convenient uh, during the summer so far. With uh, don't worry about babysitters or things like that. And my work has uh, been great with uh, with letting folks work from home. Uh, it's easy for what I do, my job, so I can. I can do it no problem. But actually, I realized just the other day that a lot of people at, at my place of employment um, have pretty much been doing nothing for the past two and a half months. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> because yeah. because because they can't because their jobs they can't do a job from home. So they're just I mean they're getting paid. So it's I mean that's a, that's a nice gig that going on right now. Um, you hiring? <laughs> I'm sure yeah, they're hiring no somewhere. <laughs> 
Um, Find me a position. I, that sounds been, great. I've been working, but uh, every day. But uh, but I just I just occurred to me the other day that uh, that a lot of people probably aren't, which is crazy to me. But I get it. Um, the uh, official beers of episode number. I have an announcement, don't we, Jeff? With the uh, with the, you want to do that now? Yeah, it's yeah, sure. It's it's brief. Um, first of all, you mentioned the interview series at the top, the past, the future. Um, if you have not heard, because a lot of what we're going to talk about, I briefly mentioned last week uh, in the open of the Grant Fuhr episode. If you have not heard that, if you're like, I hate Jeff Ponder, why can't it be one of the other hosts? Kurt Price was on that show. So join the show or listen to the show. Myself and Kurt Price were able to interview Grant Fuhr. Uh, so that's definitely a great show. Bill didn't want to come on because he hates Grant Fuhr. So that's just how it worked out. <laughs> Patrick Waugh forever. <laughs> That's right. We didn't have Brodeur on. We had, it was Fuhr. Uh, did, uh, you were, you were golfing Bill that day? Is that right? Uh, I was, yeah. I was. And uh, I was, God, I must've had a heat stroke or something, even though it was like a perfectly peaceful 70 degree day out. I, uh, when I got home, I had so little energy. All I could do was melt into my recliner. So, <laughs> Um, I've been there. I, the 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 post golf uh exhaustion where you just want to just lay down and do nothing. Uh, yeah. yeah, I get it. I've been there. I found yeah, that it it's was, the uh, same as like if you have to mow your lawn like today. I did that today. Mowed my lawn, every part of it, every inch. Did all the trimming. Came in and just wanted to pass out for six hours. Uh, so I think it's I think it's similar. It's similar to that. It's like being it's exposed to the sun. You're out in the sun. It's just yeah. You, yeah. Um, the, so the announcement, yeah, the actual sorry. announcement, sorry, no, I didn't actually make, you asked for the announcement. I didn't actually make the announcement <laughs> you wanted me to make. So let's make that announcement now, folks. Um, real quick. This is, uh, this is new information. I haven't posted this anywhere yet, but, uh, for those that have been wondering what's going to happen with the 2020 Stanley Ponder cup Memorial tournament we have in November, um, we are still planning on holding it right now. And for those that don't know what it is, it's a roller hockey tournament, uh, Kurt and Bill have both participated in the past. Obviously, I participate every year. Um, we have great raffles every year. Last year, we had a, a Bennington Stanley Cup final jersey. Um, we've had, I mean, in the past, we've had a, a, a Jim Craig, I think. Uh, but I know it was a Team 80, 1980 USA hockey jersey. Great stuff. Uh, we get them every year. So You had a basket of meat one year? A basket of meat that, one year. That's that I, true. That my daughter won. <laughs> That's true. She also won a really awesome painting. She did. She's in her, it's her hanging up in her room right now. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so uh, those wondering what the deal with that is, it's still it's still tentatively scheduled. Um, Queenie Park has not reopened yet, the rink that we play at, Midwest Sport Hockey. Um, but uh, as soon as they get open, we're going to figure out a day, and they're going to want to do it too. Um, I know because uh, we I, I get another big announcement here. We typically give to the charities that were near and dear to my father's heart uh, that almost saved his life back in 2015. This year, we've decided because the rink is so generous every year with uh, what they charge us and and uh, just you know because rink time is expensive, um, they help us out a lot. We are going to give all proceeds back to Midwest Sport Hockey because they have been closed for months now and. Are, uh, are facing a lot of financial hardships. So if that's any incentive more to come out and spend some money, join the t- join the league, or I'm sorry, join the tournament, 
or uh, bid on some raffle items, do the 50-50, all means come out. Uh, again, we're expecting the Saturday before Thanksgiving. We don't know for sure yet. And Jimmy Anderson says, Jimmy Anderson says, Perry is the man. Perry Turnbull. He actually owns Midwest Sport Hockey. Own owns. <laughs> <laughs> Who owned a Midwest Sport <laughs> Hockey? Uh, tell him to uh, not lock that one door, the uh, the one side of the arena, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll play this year because. Uh... Oh, dude. <laughs> Did, so I I won't name names, but. We luckily they've got a brand new, not brand new, it's probably about a year old now, a new manager, new rink manager. And the last rink manager was great. We always got along with him. But every tournament we tell him, hey, we're going to be there two hours early to set up. He always forgot we had to set up because you could still break in. It's easy to break into Midwest. Don't don't try it, but just know <laughs> that there was always a door that you could sneak through. So we always had to set up in the dark and he would show up right before puck drop. So that was always fun. <laughs> I just remember the one door that I came in, I couldn't go out. Uh, the, 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 the first year that, uh, oh, the first year was at Queenie, I guess it was. Uh, I know Bill and I rode together and uh, we had to walk a mile. Uh, it was balls cold outside. Uh, shorts on. <laughs> was that when you, had, did you have to walk through the ice rink? Uh, no, no. We had to walk out the back. Uh, we walked by the, by the concession stand. <clears throat> We had to park over by the ice rink, yes. and that's why the the walk was so long. Yeah, I mean, we, so. did, we had to, the door that we had to leave was uh, by the concession stand there. Well, I'll I'll figure it out for you, Kurt. I'll make sure. <laughs> figure it out. Figure it out. All right. Um, the I guess the official beers of episode number two hundred and fifty four. Uh, Bill, have you chugged yours yet? Um, I have not, but uh, I'm I'm gonna do my best to go on mute as I drink it. Um, <laughs> hey, this this kind of lines up with my uh, Twitter image. It's the dog and the beer. Um, I'm going with uh, rocket surgery. One of Kurt's favorite phrases. It's not rocket surgery. It's not rocket surgery. Tonight it is. It is. <laughs> it is today. So it's uh, from Surly uh, out of uh, uh, Twin Cities. Um, so big fan of this brewery and uh yeah it's a hazy ipa you know it's uh it's a decent summer beer i like it what do you got jeff well first of all i want to address the people in the youtube chat thank you everybody for tuning in um they uh we've got a couple hellos from people jimmy anderson hawaii blues fan uh austin lynch Squirrely Dan, uh, all you guys saying hey to us, we appreciate it, and uh, good to hear from you all. We missed you, and uh, but but most importantly, Squirrely Dan does tell us, "Been a minute, boys. How are you now? Good and you, good and you. <laughs> Not so bad. Not so bad. <laughs> uh, but uh, mine is uh, actually uh, friends from the Center Ice Brewery. I'm going with the Old Arena Lager, brewed right here in Midtown. So. Uh, Again, for those who don't know, you can go up to Center Ice and get their beer for drop, uh, I'm sorry, pickup, or you could uh, have it delivered if you're in the, around the vicinity of the 270 loop. Just put your address in on their site and it'll tell you if they deliver to you. But um, I've been getting all my beer from them during quarantine and I have not regretted it one bit. I've, I've loved every minute of it. I made a trip over there to get some beer myself. Um, very easy, streamlined process, quite, quite, uh, Quite nice. 
Uh, my beer is uh, nothing special. It is the, uh, well, special to me. I got myself a Bud Light Orange. First one in a while. It's it, it, it's summertime, so we're 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 going with the uh, <laughs> Mr. Blues Hat's favorite. Mr. I was gonna say Mr. Blues Hat's turning in his grave right now. Bud Light Orange. <laughs> yep. I can't have one after I've had like a stout or something, but if I just have this, it's fine. Uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, June third, two thousand nineteen, last year. Not a whole lot of uh, today in blues histories in June. But uh, St. Louis Blues tie the St. <laughs> Louis Blues tie the Stanley some, Cup final. Sorry, little little indigestion. Sorry, guys. St. <laughs> Louis Blues tie the Stanley Cup final at two games each with a four to two victory over the Boston Bruins. Ryan O'Reilly scored a goal forty three seconds into the game and later the game winner. This was the Blues' first Stanley Cup final win on home ice in team history. So. Uh, Alex Petrangelo also set up the uh, set the uh, new Blues record for assists by a defenseman. Um, I put money on this game, and I was watching this game with uh, with uh, some friends. Bill knows him, Tommy Gibbons, and uh, Jeff Foster at uh, uh, place in O'Fallon. Forgot the name of it. Um, shooters, maybe I think it was Shooters. And uh, uh, picked the Blues. Picked the Blues to win, and I picked them to win by two. So it was kind of like a, a double. Why don't you call it? I'm not a betting guy. I just, oh, yeah, they won by two. So I won twice. So I was I bet four times on the series, won three. And each time I won, I had a really good feeling about betting. The one time I wasn't sure about, I did anyway, they lost. So my, my gut was uh, was on point in that series. Or as the French say, on pois. On pois. Do they, Bill? Um, I don't think so. No, no, they do not. <laughs> um... I, uh, I I want to add Pont. Yeah, Pont. Um, I want to add that uh, L point at the beginning at the beginning of the show when you say uh, the the St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup champions. That is still true, and we are in June of 2020, so that feels pretty good. <laughs> I know, I know, right? We can stay here for a little while longer. And I will add too that uh, I'm excited about the year anniversary of June 6th. Because that is when I set my phone background. Hang on, let me see if I can. You haven't changed it since. There, have not changed it since. And that is uh, for those that are podcasting. It is the uh, is that Nolachari, right? That's who it is on, on his one knee. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it, it, after the Tyler Bozak trip, that <laughs> uh, June sixth, two thousand nineteen, was Game Five, and that was when that that play happened. And <clears> since then. I have found my phone background for the rest of my life. That's the ultimate trolling image. Uh, that that game is the ultimate trolling game for any any uh, Bruins and Blues fan discussion. <laughs> the what a trip game. Uh, it's just, I mean, you know, I know that people have seen it behind me here. You can't see it in the the image now, but right over my left shoulder, I've got uh, the 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 great headline from Post Dispatch up the uh, what a trip. And uh, that really is, I mean, it sucks for Bruins fans because it should have been called, but that picture of Achari on his knee and the Blues celebrating behind him, there's not anything more beautiful to look at as a Blues fan, except for them holding the cup. I was just going to say, um, you know, going back to the today in uh, Blues history, I was actually at the game. So <laughs> that was, uh, I, yeah, it was, I... it was an amazing fucking night. Uh, the, the, greatest experience uh to that point that i had ever had um with respect to a hockey game 
the atmosphere was insane. Um, the euphoria with every goal, I can still feel it. Um, I can also still feel the few grand that I'm lighter because of it. Were, were you were you in your seat to, for the first goal, or Riley's goal? Yes, we were. We were. Uh, we were down there at like four o'clock. We we went down very early for uh, for all the festivities, and we're inside the building. Actually, had already purchased a jersey and was just waiting for the Stanley Cup patch to be put on it. Um, so it was. Uh, it got something I will never forget. Just such an amazing game. I don't think uh, we can do a show tonight without talking a bit about what's going on in the nation right now, especially since the Blues released a statement on it, um, which, you know, kind of ties it into it for a hockey-related uh, a subject of sorts, uh, at least what we're going to talk about anyway. Uh, so, uh, yes, this is a Blues hockey podcast, So, uh, uh, but uh, let's not spend a lot of time on it um, because I think people are kind of being bombarded with the news from the protest uh, to what Trump is or isn't doing, to the riots, uh, to the nonstop uh, – it's just nonstop. So uh, it's some pretty heavy stuff. And quite frankly, I'm ready for 2020 to uh, be over. But uh, when yes. I took, <laughs> right. when I, the whole idea of sports, you know, like most of us turn to sports is, you know, to get away from this. So um, the fact that the, the big sports news of the day is, you know, teams and players making statements, um, you know, it's still kind of a way to escape. But at this point, there is no escaping it. Right. So let's talk about it. Uh, when I told my 10-year-old daughter, I was, I was putting her to bed last night, and I uh, and then uh, I told her we were doing a show tonight. And she asked if we were going to talk about what's going on with the protests and stuff. And and I, I, and I told her, because she knows a little about what's going on, bits and pieces, you know, not a lot of detail, though. Um, but, uh, you know, she knows it's bad. And I told her, I said, yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit, uh, but not much, you know, since we want to focus mainly on hockey. But it's there's a hockey tie-in with it all. And, uh, you know, she gave me a hug and she said, just tell everyone to be safe, daddy. And oh, I thought, man. And I was like, man, I was like, God, this, she gets it. You know, I mean. The that, innocence of children. I know. So uh, I'm like, so, so if you're out there, be safe from my daughter. No, be safe. And uh, that's true. I'll throw in be kind too. That doesn't hurt. doesn't hurt. Um, no, I, I, um, I mean, again, we don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but, um, it's something that, uh, that has touched me and, and touched all of us in, in different ways. And, and, um, you know, there's been anger, there's been, uh, there's been sadness, there's been outrage, there's been everything to go along with it. So yes, it's important to at least call attention to it. Uh, for those watching on the podcast, they could see that I'm a nerd and, I have a, a hat that says justice for George Floyd just because I am not saying a political statement about police or anything, as people at Home Depot like to ask me as I was wearing this hat earlier. That is not what I'm saying. I am saying that uh, the, a dead man deserves justice. So it's a shame what happened, and um, and I'm happy to see that uh, there was some news today that went along with it that um, uh, I think should make a lot of people sleep a little better tonight. Uh, the Blues and Cardinals finally released a joint statement uh, yesterday under their One Nation brand uh, regarding the social unrest right now. Uh, so we can talk a little bit about that. Uh, so the, the statement goes as follows. This is, again, the Blues and Cardinals joint statement. Uh, the St. Louis Blues and St. Louis Cardinals stand united in support of racial equality for all and with those who march peacefully to highlight and protest racism, bigotry, and violence. There is no place 
for intolerance in our society. We also stand with those who work every day to better society and with those who honorably wear their uniform as they protect and serve all of us. We will continue to work together as one nation and ask that all of our supporters join us in redoubling our efforts to give back and support the community we love. So a lot of people had a, I mean, so they, they, this statement took a while to come out. Um, most teams in the league had released a statement before the Blues did. Uh, very, not a lot of players. Some players did, which was good to see. Um, but uh, a, a lot of people uh, had a problem with this. Um, personally, and you guys can weigh in as well. I, I don't know if you feel the same way or not. I, I, but to, personally, I, I, I was not shocked at what they said. I, 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 I kind of called this. I, I think a lot of people knew this was going to happen this way. Um, I wasn't shocked at what they said. I expected this kind of statement because this is the stuff, the kind of stuff that organizations tend to do. This is the, like a, a, a rubber stamped, uh, template, uh, check off the boxes kind of a statement. Uh, but I was disappointed that they didn't do better. You know, I think they, I think they did the bare minimum and I think that kind of sucks, uh, with this. I appreciate them putting it out. You know, something is better than nothing, but, uh, I, I really thought that this could have gone a whole lot farther been a lot more specific, um, been a lot less, uh, you know, it, 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 uh, reading like a, a cold form letter with no, no heartfelt anything in it really. Um, it's, it's a nothing statement to me with, with no mention of doing anything to actually improve things except to mention that, that people should try harder, which, uh, it's real insightful there. I don't, that doesn't resonate with me whatsoever. So. Yeah. I mean, the only, the, okay. I mean, I'll say that I think it's kind of silly that nowadays we look to sports teams to release statements like this. I, I agree. I'm, I'm saying overall, I think it's completely silly. And, but unfortunately, just like many things that, that we have to deal with nowadays with social media and um, everybody having cameras on their phones, uh, it is part of the world now. This is just what you have to do as a business, as a corporation, um, and um, I think a lot of, and maybe I'm reading into this because I'm here in St. Louis. I'm in St. Louis County. Um, I think a lot of fans and people uh, just across the nation were specifically looking at the Cardinals and Blues because, one, they're two of the biggest teams in sports right now. I mean, the Blues are atop the the NHL news and the Cardinals are always going to be the Cardinals, but because of what happened in Ferguson uh, so many years ago, I think people were kind of waiting for the blues and Cardinals to come out and say something profound. Like, you know, we've been there before. Here's our advice. Here's what we think. And, and like you said, Kurt, with this being such a blanket statement, um, it's just silly. It's, it's, I would have actually preferred, even though I said that I think people now need teams to come out and say what they need to say about this, I would have actually preferred the Blues just stay silent um, and the Cardinals because that was just, again, there, you didn't you, you tried to not take a stance on either side. And, and I get that, but, I mean, again, like I said earlier about myself, I'm not saying that all cops are bad. I'm just saying the four that were involved are bad. And there should be justice brought to George Floyd and his family. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with the Blues and Cardinals coming out and saying something like that. So the fact that they just glossed over this with a very blanket statement and it, they're one of the last teams to do it too, uh, it just, it's just not a good look. To me, to me if, if they're going to – they took almost a week to get this out um, for something that probably really could have been written in two minutes. 
is kind of interesting to me too. Um, you know, you just want your team and I'm, I'm, I differ a little with what you said, Jeff. And I, I think what they put out was better than not doing anything at all. But the, the, my issue is, and I think, I think you're of that opinion too, is that they have this huge opportunity to reach a vast audience with their message and they, they kind of just swung and missed. Uh, on this one, or they, they missed an open net uh, to coin a <laughs> hockey phrase. Um, so uh, they pulled a Patrick Stefan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, you want your team, your team, you know, the defending Stanley cup champs, right. To, to have this kick-ass eye-opening statement that makes people say, wow, that was really good. Well said, good job. You know, hopefully that, you know, resonates with some people. Um, and instead they gave us something that will be 100% forgotten in two days. So uh, yep. I, I just I, I think they should have had Jonathan Tays write their statement because he hit out of the park. Oh um, my god, fantastic! <laughs> Very well yeah. said. Yeah, Sheldon agrees. Uh, <laughs> actually, you you kind of got to to my point, um, or give me a nice segue from my point. You know, at the point that that they released this statement, you know, it, it almost felt like uh, you know there had been uh, at least from you know, from the reading of my, my reading of my timeline that there was, uh, there had been pressure for them to do something. So they just did, you know, Kurt said the bare minimum, but something that was just very vanilla, very bland and non-offensive to anyone. Um, <laughs> right. They took, they took no risks with it. Right. And, and that's what mm. corporations historically have done. It's, you know, I think you know, to Jeff's point, we've evolved past that in the social media era that you you want thought leaders and, and you want people to be genuine and not just oh we're we're a business we don't we're not gonna wade into it. Um, but at the point that they released it, I you know, it was after, at least for me, I saw it after I read the Jonathan Dave statement. And at that point, why not just leave it to the players? The players have been yeah. just you know, by and large, knocking it out of the park with, uh, you know, to, to coin a baseball phrase. Um, they're, they've just been, you know, like Patrice Bergeron's statement tonight was also, yeah. you know, just very eloquent, uh, very well put. Um, and they're also, you know, they're, they're putting – they're taking the extra step of actually making things better, making donations to charitable organizations that will help the community. At, at very least, the Blues and Cardinals could have said, you know, we're we're giving money to backstoppers and we're also giving money to, you know, the you know, other you know local organizations that help in the inner city. You know, it just it it just it was very it felt very very much like they felt they had to do it, but didn't necessarily want to. What does uh, Kurt? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt real quick. I'm just gonna, uh, just a couple comments here. I want to get to YouTube. Hold your thought because I want you to. I know what you're about to say is profound because that's <laughs> what that's what Kurt Price does. Uh, Jimmy Anderson, friend of the show, says uh, Kurt's daughter is more is is better at PR than the leader of our nation. So that's <laughs> probably true. We don't talk politics Nothing in the show. Trump. Nothing against <laughs> Trump. It's just that Kurt's daughter is a genius, and that's exactly what Jimmy's saying. 
Um, another friend chimes in, uh, Winning Unlimited, our, our good friend Adam we've had on the show before. He says hi, and he says, um, uh, let me see. Uh, will we, and, and again, I, we don't need to get too in-depth into a lot of this stuff, but he's going to ask a question here. Will we see now more respect for differences? Do the Blues act differently for hockey is for everyone night for the LGBT community? And it's funny because... I, I think we've all agree on this show that we don't get that. We don't understand what the big deal is and why that was such a, a ridiculous thing by the blues to, to not have a, a hockey is for everyone night, uh, an actual night during a home game. Um, they're just pandering <laughs> to the vocal minority. Uh, so hopefully we don't see that with them. We'll see, but um, I don't expect a huge change in those terms. No, and we were vocal on that issue when it came up earlier this season and last year when they when they uh, stri- stripped down and watered down uh, Pride Night, um, essentially uh, ripping the balls off of Pride Night. And then uh, right. uh, this season, they, they they didn't have a Pride Night, and it's hockey is for everyone. It's on an away, gets watch party. It's just, you know, they're just stripping stuff down to its, you know, bare nothing. So... But what I was going to say earlier was uh, the, the the statement in here that they make, the Blues make, we will continue to work together. This is the last part of the, of, the, of the statement. We will continue to work together as one nation and ask that all of our supporters join us in redoubling our efforts to give back and support the community we love. What does that even mean? What does it mean to – they're saying that they will continue to work together, so they're going to do pretty much the same thing they've been doing and ask that their supporters join them in redoubling their efforts. So try harder to give back and support the community we love. What does that mean? What does that mean in relationship to what's going on now? It's such a blanket statement. They found every cliche they could throw into a statement. Um, it, it's not even a blanket statement. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's generic. It's just, it's, it's yeah. a, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, if I really feel that if they meant something by that, they should have said so. They have, you know, a huge canvas to write on for the stuff, and that's, you know, what, what was this like four paragraphs, four uh, four sentences? So it's not that much. But I want to I want to add real quick. Sorry to keep trying to divulge us away from this conversation, <laughs> but uh, Kurt found out a way that we are able to now stream on Facebook uh, when we do our live shows. I was going to mention, and I don't know if you guys have that up too, but um, is it working? Did you try? Do you have? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I'm on there right now, and okay. I've got the the chat up. And uh, Robert Dunn adds that he's listening from Arizona. Robert Dunn is the wonderful man who uh, purchased a Let's Go Blues radio jersey. That uh, I don't even know if he's technically listened to the show, but he said he loved the jersey, and he uh, he saw the post from All Black Hockey Sticks, so he wanted to purchase one. So. Cool. Thank you for your contribution. That that money went straight back into the show, into making things better for the future. So uh, thank you to Robert. And again, if you want to hop over on Facebook and watch us there, uh, you can do that as well. Not just on the YouTube broadcast. The uh, that that was an option that that we had had that I never really played with, and I figured, you know what, it's out there. I'll I'll I'll, I'll turn it on, and we'll we'll see what it does. I didn't. Uh, I meant to ask you to look at it, Jeff, when we were doing the show, but uh, that's cool. It, it's it's working. <laughs> oh, it's, it's working. It looks great. Everything looks Good. great. Good. So is it on YouTube and Facebook now? Cool. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's so you can find us on both those platforms whenever we go live. So anyway, um, and and to kind of close this out, um, we, I, 
uh, got torched a bit for uh, something I posted on the show's Twitter account last week. I want to clarify to anyone who who needs to hear this, and and there are a few of you out there that, and you know who you are, um, concerning an image that I tweeted out last week on the show's Twitter account. Um, and it's it's crazy that I even have to say this or, or clarify this information, but um, I was not. I was not insinuating any Boston Bruins player actually be murdered. Yes, that is what someone literally thought I meant. I was not supporting racism. I was not making fun of the tragedy in Minnesota. Anyone who knows me knows that the idea that I would ever create something with that psycho message is completely absurd. Uh, The image was an attempt, probably a poor attempt, uh, at social commentary denouncing the tragedy in Minnesota, uh, with a hockey tie-in, you know, nothing more. It was nothing more than that. Uh, after seeing how it was being received by some, I realized my error in judgment and posting it. Okay, I thought better of that. Took it down and apologized. Thought that'll be the end of it. So uh, hopefully that clarifies the issue for anyone who saw it. And, you know, it was nice to see a number of people uh, go after uh, a punk kid who actually took a screenshot of my tweet. Um, and put it back out there along with his own crazy accusatory comments uh, about what it meant. Um, they, the, a number of people told him that he was uh, making things way worse than the original tweet, tweet ever was. Which that, that's exactly true. Is 100% true. So yeah. what are you going to do? Keyboard warriors in the yes. basement. No, I, I – um... Kurt, I want to add too, I mean, it's not just you. you. You shot it over to me and you asked – what do you think about this? And, and listen, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. My friends and I, my hockey teammates, we share stuff with each other and Facebook messenger and, and, and text that probably the rest of the world should never see. Um, we're just, we make terrible jokes, but it's, you know, we, we, we joke and we joke and we joke, but it's because we know that we're all comfortable. We don't mean any of the demeaning things that might be said to each other. We're, again, if you've ever been in a hockey locker room, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm not trying to make the, the locker room comment. That's just how a, a lot of us are wired. It doesn't mean anything. And uh, and so when Kurt shot that image over to me, I said, yeah, man, go ahead and post it. And so it's not just you. I, I gave you the the head the, the thumbs up. Go ahead and do it. And, um, you know, I knew it would be crossing a line, but I thought, you know, it's it's funny. And to me, it's it meant we're taking a stance that we are still hockey guys. We are still a fun podcast, and we're just wanting to have a little fun and, and make everybody kind of laugh on their timeline. Because right now, if you jump on Twitter, it's all bad shit, worse than usual. So that was why I was all for it. But it obviously got taken the wrong way, and we had people that were calling you out saying um, – you only took it down because you didn't get any likes on it, which, by the way, I, I will say is untrue. Some people did. Um, but, yes, how and, – and then you apologized. And people said, why are you apologizing? You know, you only apologized because you didn't get the reaction you wanted. Why does anybody apologize for anything ever? You would never apologize for something if it wasn't for the way people reacted to it. I would so, – yeah. I, I wouldn't oh, go ahead. I, no, I was. I wouldn't say it was taken the wrong way. I would say that uh, we just uh, my the the intent behind it um, was not received by those that uh, that viewed it. So it, they uh, they just viewed it differently than I did. Um, 
I don't know if there was a and right me or too. I don't know if there's a right or a wrong there. Um, but it was just, I, I, I think intent is huge here. So uh, uh, that, that, that needs to be uh, the primary factor in, in this. And, uh, and I said, it was up for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, it wasn't up for very long. Um, and uh, the, the, the uh, kid who, who took a screenshot and put it back up after I took it down uh, and then ripped us a new one, you know, and other people saw it and then said the same thing. Uh, you know, that's, that just makes things worse. And I, I, I didn't understand that. That was just a, an attack on the show, an attack on us for some reason, just wanted to go off on us. So, I mean, it was up, down, apology, that should have been it. But no, and, and, and again, we're, we're probably already talking about this more than we should because it's a well, silly thing that happened, but oh, and, I bring, and I bring it up because, uh, and I, and I, we talk about it because the, and the image is still out there under his account. And that's why if anybody right. sees it, Okay, if anybody that's listening to the show and they and they see that image, um, I want them to know the context behind it and the real reason, the real story behind it. Um, right. Not not this kid's interpretation of what he thinks this image is, or or what he is saying this image, uh, why it was put up. It is totally uh, bullshit. Is is what he and, says. And, and let's put it like this too: the whole screen grab thing. The reason that people do that is is when you're wanting to. I don't know, maybe a player, maybe a famous person had some derogatory comments made. I mean, uh, Jordan Bennington back in the day with his comments about the airport, which were so egregious. And I'm so <laughs> glad that San Jose reporter grabbed him and posted him the first day of the playoffs because my God, no, if anyone remembers that story, that's a ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. that, what was his that's, name? That's getting uh, off on a tangent. I can't name? even remember. So the G, Is right? Galifianakis yeah, or something. <laughs> It's totally not worth remembering. Gackle. Gackle. Yeah. But anyway, it's, it's not, it's not, a, it, that's that I've went off on a tangent. Anyway. But basically they, uh, that's there for other reasons for him to screen grab that and then basically jump on and say what he said about making sure nobody ever works with us again. Um, I just have a little advice for this kid. For those of you uh, that, that listen to the show may not know, I used to be in the media. And um, <laughs> wait, what? Just, wait, what? I know, you crazy, crazy. Wait, you need you need a me. raise, Jeff. I didn't know that. Me. This guy, this guy. Um, no, I, I I will say that uh, if that's your way of trying to make a name for yourself, you're not doing it right. No one is going to pay attention to that bullshit. So. I'm not going to call the, again. We're not going to mention this person's name. You know who you are. If you're listening, um, if you're trying to take our show down, it's silly. We have a little bit more leeway in the blues community than you do. So uh, just go ahead and, and take a step back and reassess what you're doing. Um, we made a mistake. We admitted mistake. We apologized. It's all over. Just, uh, just step back and, and um, you know, move on with your life. There's more important things going on in the world right now. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I felt like the whole thing, you know, was retaliatory for, uh, you know, Kurt uh, being critical of uh, his uh, Scandella bad take. Um, but uh, Oh, great. Two, Everybody two, knows who it is. Two. He's got he's got two bad Scandella takes. Um, yeah. And actually, at, after the first one, I invited him on the show and he didn't he didn't come on. He didn't respond. So. Right no, he he put this in his pocket and then uh, blew it up as soon as you took it down for the right reason. So, whatever. I, I mean, yeah. like I said, if he wouldn't have screen grabbed it and put it back up and and it wasn't out there, 
I wouldn't feel the need to do this, but uh, I just, I, if people see it, I want them to maybe have heard this show and, and, uh, and know what that's all about and not think that we still, that, 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 that image is out there. And that's something that, uh, you know, don't, don't take this kid at his word. So we've spent too much time on this anyway. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on from that. I'll, I'll add that uh, we're, Again, we're on Facebook now too on YouTube. Uh, first of all, good friend of the of of mine, Jesse Reinery, former uh, I think she was a champion of my fantasy hockey league, has joined. So Jesse, I want to say hey, thanks for watching the show. And uh, Bobby Johnson asks, "Will the Blues face Boston for the Cup again?" We uh, might get into that. <laughs> so, I mean. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? And also over on the YouTube side, man, we got we got too many chats to to keep track of now. Uh, Hotard twelve calling me John Hadley. I'm going to beat your ass next time I see you <laughs> on the hockey rink, buddy. Just look out. You need to develop a uh, John Hadley uh, accent impersonation. What? Yeah, what? that's good. Right, that just like that. <laughs> just move on. Move on. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, so the NHL plans to return, uh, March on March 12th, 2020, the NHL paused the regular season due to concerns surrounding the coronavirus. on May 26th, the NHL declared the 2019, 2020 regular season to be officially over the remaining 189 games will not be completed. Uh, here's the breakdown that was overwhelmingly supported by all teams, except for two Carolina and Tampa Bay. Uh, some of the team votes were close and the discussions were heated, but the final vote uh, showed the vast majority uh, supported the proposal. The Boston Bruins win the president's trophy for the best record in the NHL. The St. Louis Blues are central division champs and uh, finished with the best record in the Western Conference. You know, it's a shame that uh, the NHL couldn't finish the season because it would have been a treat to watch the Blues and the Avalanche battle it out for the division title. Because didn't they play the last game of the season or second last? I think like so. Yeah. yeah. They were. A... It's funny. I I just rewatched uh, the Blues' second to last game against the Panthers, and and John Kelly and Darren Pang talk about that. Yeah. Oh man, that last game of the season is going to be a doozy, isn't it? Yeah. And and if, and because Colorado was, they had a ton of injuries at the time, so down the stretch they were going to be hurting. Um, Blues were relatively healthy. Uh, Tarasenko was getting ready to come back. Um, so uh, I, it would have been, it would have been interesting, but, but now uh, with Colorado uh, pretty much, uh, they're all the way healthy, right? They're all good to go. Most teams are. Um, so it'll be a different story now. This round robin will be interesting. Uh, but the St. Louis Blues uh, are central division champs, finished with the best record in the Western Conference. Uh, the NHL has the initial outline for a playoff format set. 24 teams are in, um, kind of. So the way, the way I look at it, and I, we talked about, uh, this before Jeff that um, a lot of fans are kind of upset with the 24 teams being in and stuff. But uh, I, I think the way you have to look at it is that the, the play in round isn't part of the playoffs. You can look at it that way. That round is, you should look at it. That round is to determine who gets into the end to advance to the playoffs. I think that's yes. fair. Now, now I think you asked the question or somebody asked the question, whether or not like, okay, Say a goaltender plays all, it could be what it's best out of five. So it's best 19 out of, games. But, well, it'd be, it'd be not, but the first round is supposed to be best of five, two after the play in, right? Or they, that's they, not for sure. Well, I think it's a rumor they didn't, they okay, it was it, it, if it is five games, they're, so could, they're still debating between best of right. five and best of so seven. Either way, a goalie could play more than 16 games. So 
if and that was a record that Bennington tied last year. So that record could be broken if they do count factor in those play-in games as playoff games. I hope they don't. I hope they and don't factor those the in. Case, it's it's not a matter of oh no, our goalie's not going to hold that record anymore. It's a matter of, or I guess with like twenty other goalies, it's a matter of that record literally cannot be broken. That's my problem with it. Like we can say all day and night, Timu Solani, seventy-six goals as a rookie, that's never going to be broken. That's just an opinion. As much as as hard as that's going to be to ever do that again, it could happen technically. 18, 19 wins at a playoff, that can never happen again unless they expand the number of teams that get into the playoffs, which, I mean, maybe they do that in 20, 30 years, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. So I don't know. I, I don't like that. I hope it just goes into regular season statistics. But then, and, and since you and I talked about this, Kurt, um, they've already basically said, well, this player is going to win the Rocket Richard. This player is winning the Jennings. This player is winning that. So if they've already decided that, then these have to count as playoff games, right? I mean, those stats have to count somewhere. Well, here's the, here's the deal, though. Um, they could just count. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, would, I, I don't know. It, it, that's, a, that's a great point. But you know what? Not counting them as playoff games makes sense when looking at it from the perspective of the a draft lottery which we'll talk about a little bit later because those who lose in this playing round will participate in the draft lottery and have a shot at the number one overall pick teams who made the playoffs in years past were not eligible for the number one pick in the draft lottery. So based on that, the playing round is not part of the playoffs, but a way to finish out the regular season to determine. Who I just makes think the playoffs. It, it's got, it's gotta be regular season. I mean, every one 24 of the 31 but, teams are getting at least three more games, just included as part of the regular season. Stats wise, I, I, yeah, stats wise, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Or maybe it's, I mean, I don't, yeah, I maybe it won't count them at all. I mean, that's possible. They could just say they don't count. That's just that's it's like weird to me. I mean, I know like, they it's do like that shoot, with the shootout. It's, like, but, it's like shootout, yeah, shootout goals don't count towards your your goal stats, so they do that. That's still that still just comes as weird to me. Like you're gonna have those games and this, I haven't mean anything. This whole thing is weird though. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? It, I mean, I know it's, it's unprecedented. I agree. It's just, I feel like if you're going to play full games and in, in a best of five series, yeah. they need to count to something. I mean, those are big games. You want to talk about, well, this guy is a clutch player because he did this. Well, if it's not included in the stats, I mean, it, it's just odd to like reference something like that. So, Oh, okay. Sorry. Real quick, real quick. Uh, winning unlimited. I want to tell you, do not, do not go away. He says, Jeff used to be in the media and I hate the draft lottery. Yeah. We are going to talk about the draft lottery and I have some strong feelings and I know you will probably agree with a lot of them. So don't go anywhere. Uh, he has a history of, uh, of uh, draft analysis. Yeah, if, there's, if there's anyone that's going to side with my take on the draft lottery, it's going to be winning unlimited. Uh, so the 12 qualifying teams from the East and West conferences were determined by points percentage as of the, the end of the season date. So seven teams did not qualify. Um, and actually, you know, uh, for those who, uh, a number of people are saying, well, gosh, there's so many teams in the playoffs. Um, the same, per, the almost the exact, it's like half a percent difference. So the same percentage of teams that uh, make the playoffs this year made the playoffs during each season during the entire decade of the eighties, it's the same percentage. 
So there, there are more, there were less teams in the league then, but the percentage of like 16 teams made the playoffs in the eighties. Uh, and there were what, 24 teams. That's, I think. So I hadn't thought of that. That's, it, that's a that, good point. Thank you very much. Um, so it's, it's, there were eight teams didn't make it then seven didn't make it now. So it's, a. Uh, um, that there that it, it the league has a history of the, this percentage of teams making the playoffs or, or very close to it. So uh, I I uh, I, Man, I Bill, Bill no and I remember your daughter is so smart. <laughs> Bill and I remember that. I don't think you were born yet, Jeff, for the eighties. So I was uh, I was born in nineteen ninety nine. So <laughs> yeah. um so the the top four teams in each conference will get the top four seeds in each conference. They'll play a round-robin tournament to determine who gets the uh, one through four seeds. So the East is uh, top four, Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philadelphia. The West, St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, Dallas. The other 16 teams will compete in a play-in round, which we talked about, consisting of eight matchups that will each be a best-of-five series. So in the East, it's the Penguins versus the Canadians, um, which should be interesting. <laughs> uh, the yeah. uh, Hurricanes versus the Rangers. And the Canes are a little pissed because they, they, they were one of the teams that voted against this format because they i think they, and it's, they went over against I'll, the rangers in this during the season and that's and that's why i think they honestly voted against this it's tampa bay that puzzles me that they would vote against it yeah uh the islanders and the panthers that's a 7-10 matchup and the maple leafs and the blue jackets so that's the 8-9 matchup uh in the west it's the oilers and the blackhawks which i gotta tell you some people are picking the Blackhawks in this, and it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, I guess it depends if Kane and Taze can carry a team. Kane will have to go off. Yeah. And Crawford could, I mean, he, in a best of five, Crawford can steal a series. Crawford can be very good. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, I, I get, if any team in the NHL is going to benefit from the amount of rest and not having the wear and tear of a regular season on their back going into the playoffs, Blackhawks. I mean, Duncan look out Keith, for Brent, Brent Seabrook. Seabrook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, David Backus isn't going to be in it, right? Anaheim's not one of the teams. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the, uh, so don't look out for Brett Seabrook. <laughs> right. Uh, the Predators are playing the Coyotes. That's the sixth and the 11 seeds. Uh, Canucks and the Wild and the Flames and the Jets. So we'll love to see the uh, Flames and the Oilers, but uh, maybe down the road. Hell, Flames, Flame, Jets, Flames and Jets will be good. That is, that is going to be a hell of a series to watch. Yep, agreed. And and by the way, I want to reference um, going into this playoff, all the playoff or going into the season, um, the, a lot of the playoff predictions had uh, four teams from the the uh, Central and four teams from the uh, what the hell is the other Pacific? Uh, Pacific. Um, and look at how the West is shaped out. The Blues, Avalanche, and Stars all from the Central, going for the top four teams, three of the four, and only Vegas was the one that survived. I mean, I get that. And, and it's every, isn't it every central team is included? Everyone. Right? Everyone made the playoffs. All, I mean, granted, we only have seven. Every other division has eight. But still. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, tremendous. It's tremendous how good the central division is and the fact that 
the Blues ended on top of that great division. Go just that, okay. <laughs> and for the YouTube chat, uh, YouTube uh, show for those watching, <laughs> you can that see that is not uh, a dog anus. No, it's a, <laughs> it, it might be. I don't know. It's close. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> a dog shoulder. It's it's a dog shoulder. I feel like this is the game we should guess boobs, butt, or shoulder. <laughs> <With a close-up laughs> <photo. laughs> I'm gonna guess shoulder too. You ever see that uh, that site? Yeah. Close up photos of uh, people's bodies. You got to guess boobs, butt, or shoulder. No, of course <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that site, Kurt. I've never been there. I mean, it's on the, it's in the far corners of the internet. <laughs> That's right. It's a good one. You should check it out. The uh, the winners of the uh, playing round will then advance to the final sixteen. Uh, playoff teams uh, and be matched up against the uh, top four seeds in each conference. So there is no word yet if this will be a bracketed system uh, without reseeding or if they'll reseed after the playing round or any subsequent round uh, that is still yet to be determined. Um, what's the holdup? I mean, get it all done. Just well, decide already. The, isn't it the, the players want it reseeded and, but the NHL prefers the bracketed thing. And that was, you know, that was one thing that, that Bettman just would not, uh, you know, allow a decision to be made at the time. They wanted to get the announcement out. They wanted to be kind of the first North American sports league to make the announcement. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's another one of these crazy situations where, you know, the, the league and the players just can't come to an agreement on something that doesn't seem that complicated. Right. Not near as complicated as the lottery. So I, I, uh, yeah, the, I don't, I, it, it, and they've had some time now since this announcement. Um, this is something that they seem, they, it would seem that you could hammer out in a couple of days, you know, have a nice big conference, uh, a web conference, discuss it, hammer it out, uh, do some voting, uh, come back the next day with a revision, or two or whatever and uh, get it done. I mean, it should take this long, get things in writing. I don't know. I guess they figure there's no rush because they're not actually starting play for another, what, over a month yet? Month and a half? At least. So at least I guess there's not a huge rush, but still you want to, I don't know. Well, and even then, like you don't have to make that decision until the uh, qualifying round is over. So, well, I'm not saying that they should wait that long. I'm just saying that technically they don't have to make that decision yet. That's why well, they haven't. I mean, you got to worry about scheduling. I mean, the arenas and stuff. And I guess maybe there, you know, more arenas could be available by then because they said that. Well, I'll the- say why. I mean, as far as I know, they're still planning on the qualifying round and the first round to still be at a neutral site no matter what. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I know. But I mean, the will the neutral site will the neutral sites. Uh, schedule be completely wiped for the NHL or, or are they going to, I, I think I, it has to be. So after the preliminary, prelim, after the preliminary round, um, they're going to then for a couple weeks, just have nothing at these arenas except for NHL games. You, you would think that wherever this neutral site is going to be, my guess is Vegas, but we'll see where that goes. I would think so. Um, too. It's going to be Vegas, but, but um I would think they would say, okay, we once they get the date that says you can start playing, you can start doing this, and and they know when their first game is going to be, they could bracket out an entire schedule of all the way through the Stanley Cup final and say we need these days and these times completely available, and they're probably going to be willing to pay those neutral sites a lot of money. So, again, 
I get that you that as fans and even as players and coaches and and managers, they want to know right away who we're going to be playing if if we win this series. Are we going to be playing the top seed? Or are we going to be moving on to the next bracket and playing the third seed? But the NHL doesn't have to have that out right now. All they have to do is say, we're going to have a game at this time. We're going to have a game on this day at this time, at this rink. And that's that's all they're worried about right now. Um, so the format was determined in meetings of the return to play committee which included executives from the NHL and the NHL Players Association and five players, Ottawa Senators defenseman Ron Hainsey, Edmonton Oilers center Connor McDavid, Winnipeg Jets center Mark Shifley, and Toronto Maple Leafs center John Tavares, and Philadelphia Flyers forward James Van Riemsdyk. So, uh, Real quick, real quick question before we get into any serious discussion. Why is there an Ottawa senator in there? <laughs> Bye. I I, uh, I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe, can't maybe how just active. Be like, listen, you know, what? I, it could be. Ron, a, can you sit this one out? Because it doesn't matter what you have to say. <laughs> Man, that's a good point. Uh, maybe it's how active they are in being a being a team representative for. Because you know who the Blues representative is. Uh, I did. Um, it's David Backus. I'm kidding. Uh, Pareko. Pareko is the <laughs> Blues representative. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, which is you don't hear much about that at all, but. Um, so he would be the guy to interview uh, to discuss the inner discussions of the whole uh, you know playoff format because he uh, he's the one that was you know speaking for the Blues. Um, and I'll get could, him on the show, and he could, he could probably tell you exactly what kind of inner discussions the Blues uh, players were having and uh, how many players were for or against it if there was any debates or, or heated discussions about it because you would think that he would have been in on that. But the uh, the qualifying round and seeding round robin we held at two hub cities. We talked about that. To be identified later, the candidates are Chicago, which we'll talk about Chicago. Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. Those are the candidates. Um, I think ideally they want to go one from the west, one from the east, but I don't think they're leaving out the option of, of uh, two western or two eastern. But um, So Chicago's in there. And a lot of people were like, what the, why is Chicago in there when at the time that this was announced, they were a hotbed of Corona activity up there. It was, it was like the, one of the worst in the nation uh, because of the airport and the, 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 high con- the, the big well, city. Just the fact that they're all on top of each other in a right. big city. Right. And the, the airport, I mean, it's such a busy airport and people, you know, yeah. uh, in the airport, they, they, they showed pictures of people just shoulder to shoulder in the airport. Just it's crazy. Um, so I, I, I'm pretty, I, I'm guessing, and this makes sense to me, why Chicago is on this list is uh, in case things get dramatically better um, in Chicago. Uh, I'm sure the league, uh, they consider Chicago to be a very good option because of the amount of the hotels, the size of the city, the, the size of the market. Um, and I guess the hotels in uh, proximity to the arena uh, make it a very good choice. So I think they're putting them on there maybe uh, just in case things, by the time they have to make a decision, oh, Chicago's in good shape now. So they're an option. That's, 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 that to me is the only reason, and people might say Vegas, why Vegas, August hockey in Vegas, 110 degree. It has nothing to do with that. I think it's all completely how close are hotels to ice arenas. And the reason, again, why I think they pick Vegas and maybe other cities can make this case, I don't know. 
But I know with Vegas, there are literally hotels that have ice rinks inside of them. So I think there's two. So you you literally wouldn't even have to leave the premises but they to would go be, play in your game. They wouldn't be playing in those arenas, though. They'd be playing at the uh, at the uh, T-Mobile. They're T-Mobile, T-Mobile. right? Yeah. yeah. From yeah. what I've heard, no. they're considering all options. Okay, because because Vegas also has literally like a ho- like four or five hotels right across the street from T-Mobile. Right. Real close. Yeah. Right. It's, Big ones. It's, yeah. It's basically, off the trip. It's, it's the same. It's it's the same approach that the NBA is using, saying Orlando, right? It's they have they have one place where nobody has to be bused to the premises. Everybody can can easily walk there from their hotels, and you know it. it when you're trying to, uh, you know, put on this kind of mass tournament. Um, and you know, hotel rooms for spectators aren't an issue. This is exactly what you should be doing. I, I think it's, I think Vegas is is a shoe in because of that reason. Um, you know, Chicago, the you know they'd still have to be bossed. United Center's, you know, across the freeway from downtown. So you know, it's not it's not like you can, you know, just put people in in hotels immediately around the arena like Las Vegas. Um, I like to call lost wages. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who else is a frisky dingo fan? Anybody? No. Oh man. Okay. (laughs) That's yeah. So it it was such a great show. The precursor to Archer. Uh huh. Yeah. Same uh, same cartoon style. Uh, They they were uh, a big influence on Archer. Yeah. Um, but I think the, uh, the other city, um, that I would tend to expect, uh, that would get the, uh, you know, the vote if there is to be one from the East is going to be Toronto in the center of the hockey universe. Uh, they'll be able to get everybody downtown. Um, I guess the biggest risk there is trying to keep the fans off the players. You know, speaking of uh, no, the fans and or the fans won't be in the arena. There will be no fans, uh, at least as of right now. Um, with with no fans in the arena, and and no home games for Nashville because they're not on this list of uh, possible uh, cities. How are Nashville fans at home going to know who sucks? <laughs> Their team, or with their. <laughs> Or when there's a power play. Yeah, right. How how are they going to know when they're on the power play? Uh, <laughs> I wonder if they're going to if they'll uh, pipe in uh, home team uh, music and the home team goal song. Surely they will, right? I mean, for the, when home team scores. I mean, that's sure. Yeah, I don't know. You'd think that you'd think that they'd want to do that. Yeah, that's, um, they, it's an that's yeah. easy to do too. If if you're talking about you know. Uh, you know, it's it's weird saying Vegas and Toronto would be neutral sites, but you're talking about you know one arena hosting everything. Yeah, you you wanna you wanna be able to give you know whatever the home team is, and, and I guess you don't even have to just do the home team. You know, you score as the away team, they can play the sound of your your goal horn. You know, Jimmy Anderson went comment just, of the night. The Rams played with no fans for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, you know, a uh, yeah. couple couple notes here. I do actually want to mention from our chat. Uh, Bill, sorry, you, you want to continue your point? Go ahead. No, I'm good. I'm good. No. Okay, he's he's mad at me now. 
just so everybody knows. Um, <laughs> um, Hawaii Blues fan does add uh, New York. New York is next door to T-Mobile, so that would be a good place to stay. Uh, Vegas Blues fan adds they have big hotels near the arena in Las Vegas, but in the past the league has always said the players could not stay at a hotel with a casino. I wonder if they'd make an exception for this. Uh, I would this, I would say all previous uh, policies and rules are kind of out the window right now. They're kind of whatever works. And I'll say, too, I, I've been listening to a lot of shows, a lot of podcasts, a lot of radio shows that, that have talked about this. And um, uh, they've said, well, home team advantage doesn't matter because, um, you know, there's not going to be any fans. You know, they've talked about the rules aren't going to matter. The only thing, and, and maybe I'm just being a picky asshole, is if the Vegas Knights play at uh, uh, T-Mobile, they know how the boards work. You know, we, we've heard before hmm. that these cities, you know, like Detroit, the, it was like a brick wall when you ran into the Joe Louis arena uh, boards and they know how this kind of stuff works. So in a sense, the Knights would still get a little bit of a home team advantage. So that's the only issue I have with this, but <clears throat> it's such a small issue that I just want to say hockey. I don't give a shit. You know, a lot of people, a number of people I've seen have said, um, what does it matter who the home team is because there's no fans. And I, and I'm like, there's a lot more to it than just having the home arena and the home fans. I mean, home team gets last change. That's, that's a pretty big one. I think so, they're going to do away with that though. Are they? What? Let, yeah. Do, do it. They'll just last change. They're, they're not going to have last change. They're not going to have the face off rules. They're not going to have any of that. Well, then what's the, that's who said that? Did you, where'd you read that? I just I read that from I don't remember where it was. I'll have to find the the source, but that is something uh, I agree. Uh, that was my biggest issue. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that I don't I don't I don't buy that because why? What then? Then what is the what is the benefit of being home team? There is none. If there is no none. fans, no fans, uh, no arena. I mean, if you're not playing in your home arena, uh, no fans, no home arena, uh, no last change, no none of that. Um, I, 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 they've got to have last change and everything for the home team. They have to, why, why would they, why would, what, what point would that make to take that away? Because they don't want to deal with the home team advantage. They just want the teams to play, but the but seating, again, but, but I, the whole point of getting a better seat, just, right. the team you play is a better, you a better matchup, but the still. teams better. That's the difference. Yeah. But, but in a best of five, you, you, you have the higher seed. You should have more advantages. You know what I mean? You earn that yeah. seed. Yeah, I mean, to me, that that brings too much of a change from a coaching perspective. You know, trying to come up with uh, changing tactics just for this short window, you know, for for this playoff series, that doesn't, you know, teams are built and, and strategies are built around the rules. So why, why change that just because you're playing off-site? You still, you know, even – when we were kids and we would go to tournaments, there was always a home team, even though it wasn't our building. Right. And, and, you know, the rules weren't as, as you know, dictated around uh, home, you know, the home team um, as they are in the NHL now with, with the, uh, the face-off rules and whatnot. Um, it just, it wouldn't make any sense to me to, to do away with it just for, for this. Did did I'm I'm gonna look it up. Did, you guys go ahead. Did you did, keep going if if 
Did NHL did, did NHL did NHL Foley write did, that? Did, Jeff? That? <laughs> I mean, is that no your source? No names, Kurt. Is that no your, names, Kurt? It's, it's not a name. It's not a name. It's it's made up. It's fictional. It's a uh, move on it, to something else with this. I'm gonna see if I can find that real quick. I, maybe what I'm saying is complete bullshit. He's maybe got, I dreamed it. I mean, well, I mean, he does have NHL in his name, so if he if he wrote it, it's got to be true. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, the let's see, where are we? Where do we off at? Um, oh, so uh, the list of cities that are are contenders. A lot, a number of people were saying, "Oh, St. Louis didn't make the cut." We were. I, I remember when they were considering cities and they had announced the cities that they were that were uh, they had chosen. Uh, people were uh, saying, "Oh, wow, St. Louis is up for running in this." I'm like, "Really? I don't think so." I mean, the the the, the hotels and the proximity. Where's the closest hotel to Enterprise? I'm trying to even. It's not close by. Is it? No, it's it's the it, it it's the the one at Union Station. Oh, okay, that one. But that's not that's uh, one hotel. Actually, no. The the Sheridan is okay. where Bernie Federico used to have his. Okay, it's right across the street. Be that as it may, there, there are there are hotels in proximity, but there's no way St. Louis is ever no. going to be in in the conversation. We don't we don't you know we definitely don't have, you know, we, it, it's hard for us to get a, a final four here anymore because we don't have the hotel capacity. We would never have gotten a Super Bowl because we don't have that hotel capacity. Hotels have always been a problem. And, and that always came up with the Super Bowl talk um, in St. Louis. So uh, I, I don't, and it was, I, I don't know. I'm not sure why anybody thought St. Louis had a shot at this, uh, a legit shot. Um, and some well, seemed disappointed. I was like, "Ah, come on!" I, I I never thought we were. Well, if you listen to Frank Cusimano's, you know, news broadcast from his house, welcome to his home. By the way, <laughs> um, you listen to enough of those night after night, you'll believe it. Well, I mean, the up the 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 big selling point in St. Louis had was the upgraded arena, a uh, brand new upgraded arena, a, a lot of uh, uh, improvements there, which is nice. Um, but uh, there were too many other things that just not. We just couldn't compete. So uh, teams will be limited to uh, 50 personnel members in their respective hub city. A uh, small number of support staff will also be permitted in in arenas. A comprehensive COVID-19 testing system will be put in place. Uh, Phase two of the return to play plan uh, is expected to begin in early June. So that's like soon. Um, but there's no official date for that. Uh, phase three will include the start of training camp and is targeted mm. for early July. So in a month or so, uh, they hope to start phase three, which is training camp. Phase four, which has no target date at all, none of these have target dates, uh, will include the return of play with uh, clubs facing off in two hub cities for round robins, qualifying rounds, and the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, um, And I think someone tossed out the uh, mid-August start date for... Uh, the playoffs, which seems late to me. I was thinking late July, early August, the latest, but mid, mid August yeah, seems I've, real late. Yeah. I, the consensus that I had heard was probably first week of August. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, all of this will, will affect the start and end date of next season as well as the schedule uh, for next season, but it will be a full schedule according to Batman. Um, so, okay. You guys, I don't, I don't know if we've covered this with, uh, with you guys. Um, are you 
I mean, are you in in favor of restarting the season or, or, or jumping right to the playoffs and going this route? A lot of people have been outspoken and saying, um, oh, just end the season already. So are you are you on board with this or would you rather see them just just abandon the season and then start next season in October? Um because next the start for next season and the end is going to be pushed back a couple months at least, you know. Right. No, I mean the thing is there is no guarantee that there isn't going to be a second wave and next season isn't going to be impacted in any way. You know, so if if they have the safety precautions in place and you know, they can bring a conclusion to it. You know, I think that that is, I, I would prefer it. I would prefer there, there to be a conclusion. Um, you know, I've, I've made the joke. I know a lot of us have that. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and end it. The blues will be Stanley cup champions for another year. Um, but you know, uh, honestly, I, I want them to play. I, you yeah. know, I, if, if, if they can do it safely, um, and you know, I, I'm all for, for doing it in a different manner, um, and, and having, having resolution, um, shorten next season back. And then maybe, you know, we can actually, you know, if, if that works and, you know, the playoffs are exciting this year, the playoffs are exciting next year, maybe we can have some conversation about actually shortening the NHL regular season, um, and having maybe a, an expanded playoff format going forward. Um, but I know Batman said, I know Bettman said next season's uh, schedule will not be well, – it will be a full schedule, um, which means that it would – I mean, it'll be a compressed schedule. Obviously, you won't have these four- and five-day breaks. The week the week off is going to be gone probably. Um, right. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe no All-Star game. You're going to have to agree to that. I know, but maybe no All-Star game. Well, um, but, yeah, it, I think I think they would do away with, with the All-Star game. But I also think he has to say that um, you know, so as not to get uh, get the ire of the broadcasters, lawyers, uh, you know, up and, you know, start getting threat letters about, you, you know, you, you've got to – you have to have a full season. It's, we have a contract. Mor- um, Morn – was it Morn, Mornly the Cat? The cat Mornly the Calyx? I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, in the YouTube chat says, I thought that wasn't true. Isn't the cup supposed to annotate that there is no champion this year? Yeah, I, I think I think what Jeff was saying is that we're still right. we are, we are the it's, we are the last team to win the cup, so we're essentially the defending champions. But on the cup itself, right. it would say no champion, right. no cup award, or something like that. Right, COVID nineteen. Uh, it, it it has a reference to the Spanish flu from nineteen eighteen eighteen nineteen nineteen nineteen. Yeah, yeah. I'll add so. that uh, I did look up what I was we were talking about earlier, uh, which is why I've been silent. Um, Russ Joy, friend of the show, uh, the Snow the Goalie podcast, the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, he was on the conference call with Gary Bettman, and uh, basically looks like from what he tweeted. In terms of home ice advantage, the only rule that would stay in place is the last line change. That's it? Yeah. It, it looks like face-off with the last stick going down, all of that. Uh, there's even talk of maybe home team advantage includes an extra timeout, which I'm not a fan of. 
Um, I don't understand the reason behind removing some of those things. That doesn't make any sense to me. What's the point? I mean, I, I'd love I, to, I, I couldn't love to, tell you. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm not asking. I'm just, I'm not really asking. I'm just like, I'm thinking out loud, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's puzzling to me. Right. It, it seems like, like it seems arbitrary. For the sake of change. Yeah. It's, ar- it's arbitrary change. It, it, I don't, I don't understand why you would do that. Cause you would think you want, you'd want to, you wouldn't want to take away other advantages when you're already taking away the fans that the team have. I mean, there's so much momentum is drawn from the fans. Uh, that's a big part of home ice advantage, even though I guess in the playoffs, they always say home ice advantage is, is overrated because, uh, you know, it's, it's the, the blues won a lot more road games than home games last year in the playoffs. So, but, um, I don't know. I, you would, you would think that they would want to give teams an advantage with, uh, with the no fans being there. Um, as far as uh, you guys talking earlier, Austin Lynch, uh, front of the show says, I heard that Bettman say, uh, I heard Bedman said that the Winter Classic might be the first game of next season. And that makes you wonder if they really are planning on doing an 82-game season, which I personally don't think they are. I think they're just – that's a lip service for, like Bill mentioned, contracts to be fulfilled. Um, you'd probably see next year go later. You'd see August Stanley Cup final, September – Stanley Cup final, and then you're talking the next season, 2021, 2022. You have to start that at least in November. If and you know what? You know what? I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine. I'm fine to, with it too. I'm fine to take a, a two, three seasons down the road to slowly stagger back to uh, the approximate start dates and uh, that we usually have. I, I, I don't. I, so what? I don't care. What, what do yeah, I, I don't, care? I don't see a problem with it either. Uh, you, 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 you have to give the team that wins the cup their fair time with the cup and time off to rest. You got to give them a few months off. So uh, yep. except for the, except for this season, I don't think that's necessary because there's a lot of talk about uh, people will say, Oh, the injuries next season are gonna be terrible. You know, they're going to finish the playoffs and then they're going to have a, just a little bit of time off and then go into the season. No, they're going to have, a substantial amount of time off because really you can't finish the season, award the cup and then say, okay, next month we're starting the season up again because how do you, you don't, you can't short change a team's time with the cup. You know what I mean? You well, gotta get, and, and you, you can't gotta do that. All the stuff from the postseason that are in the off season that happens, you know, you got to have the, the actual draft. Now granted, they're not going to do it in a arena. It's going to be like the NFL did. Uh, but you got to allow time for that. You got to allow time for free agents. Uh, there's plenty more that has to be done in that time. Yeah, and and again, I'm, I don't I don't care if they they're off on the start and end dates for the next two three seasons to get it back. It, that's it. It doesn't matter. I, I, somebody said on tw- uh, Twitter uh, the other day uh, um, about playing hockey in the summer. I was like, I got things to do in the summer. I can't be watching hockey. I'm like. You know, baseball goes on in the summer too. <laughs> Are you a baseball fan? Do you I, play baseball? Say, I, I mean, I, you know what? I, you know what I do over the summer? Miss hockey. <laughs> I just, I mean, that's what I do. And the thing too with with uh, uh, I think a, a number of people have said that oh, it'll be too warm in the summer for hockey. You know, the ice surface. That is such a that is such a a thing that's said all the time. You hear this those comments every year around the Winter Classic. Um, the temperature outside is not a big deal to to indoor ice surfaces, um, especially when there's no fans in the arenas. Uh, that's- they played they played that game. If you look back, I think it's on YouTube, but I don't know. 
that preseason game in September back in like ninety four in Vegas. I think with the yeah, the range I think it was Rangers and Kings. Yeah. It was outdoor game and the ice was fantastic. Yeah, it was it was night it was a night game. It was a night game. It was. Yeah, because the the biggest issue with uh, sun is direct sunlight. Uh, the ice surface is direct sunlight. So a sunny day, a cold sunny day could cause issues. Um, yeah. A cloudy warmer day, not so much. So Especially if you're indoors, it doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. That's my that's my point. Isn't it? Isn't the thing with uh, hockey arenas though? It's always it's the humidity. The puck bounces more when there's humidity. Right. Uh, and, and you know. Dallas, Dallas and St. Louis are notorious for having uh, bouncy ice during the playoffs. It's yeah, just, and I, as, as far as this go around, though, being in the dead of summer, uh, Dallas and St. Louis aren't in the mix. So, but right. as far as like next, like next season, if they go late or you know whatever, um, then uh, which they will, um, then I think that's an issue that uh, I mean. That, if there's no fans in the building, which hopefully by then there would be next season, my God, um, no fans helps because that when you, when you pack a building with 18,000 fans, that really increases the temperature in the building. So if, if there's no fans in there, it's, it's quite chilly. I mean, I don't care how hot it is outside. If there's no fans in the building, it's going to be chilly and the humidity would be, would be less. I mean, with the AC oh, pumping. Have, so have, have you guys ever been to uh, blues training camp? Uh, oh yeah, they have it at Scott Trade. It's or cold Enterprise or whatever. It's cold. It's cold. Yes, it's it cold. In your pants. You got to wear a sweatshirt and, uh, and it's, jeans. And that that's September in St. Louis. Yeah, it, I mean, I think it'd be fine. I mean, ice surface. Uh, the the uh, Batman actually commented directly on this, or not Batman? Um, who was it? Uh, Daily commented directly on this uh, that uh, the the refrigeration systems in today's arenas are more than ample to handle uh, summer hockey inside. So for the most part. Fun fact, fun fact. If you take one letter out of Bill Daly's name, you get a <laughs> co-host of this show. You get a by daily. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I thoughts on this overall 2014 plan, guys? I, you know what, let me just say real quick. I, I gave my opinion last week. If you want to hear it, tune in again to the Grant Fuhr episode. I'm all for it. That's all I'll say. I'll leave uh, closing thoughts on this to you two. Bill? Yeah, um, I, I'm all for it. Um, like I said, if they can do it safely, um, you know, it, I'm, I'm fine with doing, you know, having the, the, the format different. I, you know, to Kurt's point at the very beginning of the discussion, you know, I don't need, um, you know, I, I, we don't need to call the, the playing round, the playoffs, you know, the, the, the 16 team tournament, that's your Stanley cup tournament. Um, you know, bring it on. That's what I want to see. I think because essentially that playing round could be considered the end of the regular season, even though they said they, they officially ended the regular season. That play-in tournament, that play-in round, is essentially the end of the regular season. It's determining which teams, you know, that even the slightest chance to make the playoffs, they're there. Every team that had a slight chance to make it, no matter how, how tiny, Montreal's was like microscopic, but it was a chance. And so they're there. So this actually technically is the most fair way. 
because I mean, the blues went on a tear last year. Nobody thought they were going to make the playoffs in, in early January and they turned around and they won the cup. So, I mean, if, if the season had ended uh, in January of last season and they said, Oh, nope, regular season's over. Uh, there's a virus and we're going right to playoffs. The blues don't win the cup because they weren't even close. They weren't in, but uh, the teams that were mathematically still alive are in it. Um, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm fine with Chicago and Montreal getting in. To be honest, I because they're the people that those are the two teams that people bring up. Um, if you can't beat Montreal or Chicago in a five game series, then go home. Uh, I'd 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 love to see the Blues actually take on Chicago in the in the first round of the final sixteen if it ends up that way. I I would uh, uh, and not because it it should be an easy matchup on paper, but because it's the Blues of Blackhawks, man, it'd be awesome. Um, who doesn't want to see that? As far as I mean, I'm sure the Hawks would love to advance. Hell, they were almost out of it. And what blues fan doesn't want to see a matchup between the blues and the Hawks? I don't know. I, I, uh, I, it, it, it's, it's Bruins. I mean, that, that matchup is like the Bruins and Canadians to me. It's like Red Wings and Avalanche to me. It's like flames and Edmonton to me, you know, bring it on. I was, oh, I was going to add uh, a Jason Miller in the uh, Facebook uh, uh, chat, which I think normally he goes by crappy goalie in the YouTube chat. Uh, if there are no fans in the arena, they are able to make the temperature even colder than usual. The ice will not be a problem. Yeah. And he's 100% right. Uh, I mean, I, when, I, when I play ice hockey, when I play ice hockey, it is fucking cold in some of those rinks at the Mills or whatever the Mills is called now. There's times where I'll be in the third period and my feet are freezing because the ice temperature is so cold because they got it high up because they, they, for whatever reason, I had people in the stands earlier. So, yeah, that's not going to be an issue. Um, it, it is certainly a unique, strange, and awkward situation. So, and if the NFL, if the NHL <laughs> is to resume the season, um, you know, I, my take is this is as good a plan as any. Um, it's You're not going to please everyone with any plan. Um, but I do think that uh, that this one is, uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm good with it. I miss hockey. So that's uh, and it's part of it. It's selfish on my part, maybe a little bit, to some degree, but it is what it is. Um, Bill, did you say you were uh, taking off? Yeah, um, it, we're in the midst of a couple dog meltdowns here, and it's bedtime for me. All right. It's a school night, so uh, good chatting with you boys. Look forward to doing it soon, in and, and hopefully we'll have some. Uh, some real hockey to talk about. Yeah. Hopefully in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. Bill, right. always good to All talk right. to you, sir. And uh hope you and the lady are staying safe and very healthy. Uh, we're doing our best. You guys too. See you, Bill. See ya. Um, so real quick, before we get on to the next topic, uh, you mentioned his name earlier, her name, his name, Mornell the Calix <laughs> yeah, I on the YouTube yeah. chat. I can't uh, Guys, have you heard anything about the NHL broadcasting the games in virtual reality, VR? I have not. Kurt, have you heard anything about no. that? No. Um, I like, like, generally speaking, like eventually or for this playoff? I can't imagine they would throw that in the mix right now. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, maybe because they're going to have the – rink all to themselves to test things, but I, I don't see that happening this playoff. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, now when she means virtual reality, she means uh, 
uh, basically uh, being able to put on a headset and it's like you're in the stands. You're right. I, I'm assuming uh, that'd be badass. That'd be cool. Yeah. What you know what though? To be uh, that would. Hmm. You would think that it would be a subscription-based service the NHL would sell because that would keep some fans away from the rink, wouldn't you say? I mean, maybe. I mean, you don't get that atmosphere necessarily, but uh, hell, I mean, if anybody who's worn a, virt- a VR headset, uh, that's, that's just that's see, just that, pretty real. That, that's the talk of of live sports, but I'm with you, man. Like I'm like. I don't know if sports are going to be open to that because they're already at a point where they're saying HDTV is killing them. So do they really want to explore that? I mean, I guess the way of the future, you kind of have to, but I don't know. The uh, more, more Nell, the Calyx (laughs) said, yeah, Oculus Rift is what Eklund mentioned. Eklund. Well, you know, if it's Eklund, you take that with a grain of salt. So the uh, the draft lottery has been proposed, and uh, I have read this thing a few times, and it's confusing as shit. Uh, I yeah. uh, so I know you had some thoughts on it. Yeah, so I, I did a little research on it because I figured we may bring it up in this live show. You mentioned earlier to Bill and I in the week that uh, we might be doing a live show this week. So I thought, you know what? I'll learn the draft lottery because that way curtain have to. Um, <laughs> Cause it's, it's insane. So uh, for those of you, and, and let's, let's go ahead and face this too. The, uh, the blues are not affected. It's it, this, this whole conversation we're about to have. It's about the other teams, uh, the seven teams that participating eight teams that lose in the qualifying round. So the blues are not affected by any of this, but it is important to note for anybody who's a fan of the NHL and, and uh, anybody who pays attention to the draft. Uh, there are some big names that are going this year in the draft. Okay. Here's the best way I can describe it. 15 teams are going to be in the draft lottery. Uh, so again, 24 teams are making the playoffs or whatever you want to call it. Uh, seven teams are not participating in the 2014 playoff. Those seven teams are automatically in the draft lottery. That's the Red Wings, the Senators, the Sharks, the Kings, the Ducks, the Devils, and the Sabres. Now, since there's going to be 15 teams involved in the draft lottery, the other eight teams are the teams that lose in the qualifying or the play-in round. So they're going to have this draft lottery on June 26th. Um, The way it's going to work, so if you watch this, it's only going to be for the top three picks. And it's going to have, there's going to be eight placeholder spots in the draft lottery. And if any of them win a top three spot, they're going to have a second draft lottery after the qualifying round to determine who gets what spot. So basically... Uh, okay, let me let me let me read here. So that's so basically there's a potential that Edmonton, if they lose to Chicago, Pittsburgh, Calgary, they could all get the top three. Um, now the draft lottery odds have the Red Wings as the highest at eighteen point five, then uh, two goes to the Ottawa Senators at thirteen point five, and then again the Senators because they own San Jose's number one pick. Uh, the Eric Carlson deal, which 
Side note, what the hell? Why is Doug Wilson not mentioned as one of the worst GMs in the NHL? Isn't that, isn't that awful? At a time when the Sharks could really use a shot at the number one pick uh, with, with the season they had. Uh, I, I, I feel like we should ask the Teal Town guys uh, if they'd rather have Carlson or this pick. Oh, this pick. I'm for just saying. Sure. I'm just saying. I know, right? That's uh, that's the point. And, and it's like it, it's funny because you look at what the happened with the Senators a couple of years ago when they had the option to draft at number four or defer to the next year, and they chose to draft Brady Kachuk. And everybody gave him shit then, saying you might have the number one pick next year, and they ended up still getting the number four pick. But still, the 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 shit that went to them. How is San Jose not facing all of that uh, that talk and people talking about Doug Wilson not knowing what the hell he's doing? Maybe they are locally. Let's ask Teal Town. Yeah, we'll friends. Get, we'll have to ask them. That's a good call. Friends of the show, Teal Town. Yeah, let's let's ask them. Maybe I'll uh, have a short conversation with one of them before the next um, Pass of the Future show, <laughs> um, and ask them about that. But anyway, anyway, that's that's a complete tangent side note, which is what we're best at on the show. Um, so again, Detroit, Ottawa, Ottawa, then it goes to LA, Anaheim, New Jersey, and Buffalo. That is the, uh, the best odds for the draft lottery. And then after that, it goes from basically, uh, team a to team H, which is the, um, the, the, the teams that are going to be playing in the qualifying round that lose. So. You follow me so far, Kurt? Am, um, am, am uh, I losing people? You think? I, I, I mean, you're probably. I mean, generally speaking, you usually do. But this, 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 <laughs> this, this is a, uh, this is a uh, uh, geom. This is trigonometry nerd stuff. So. This is nuts. This is nuts. So anyway, so uh, again, so talking about the so the top. So they're gonna have a draft lottery on the 26th again to to bring us back into this this full conversation. Um. And it's only for the top three spots. So best odds, Detroit. Best odds after that, Ottawa, Ottawa, and then the other teams that are not in the uh, – and Ottawa, the, the third time, the second time I mentioned them is because they own San Jose's number one pick. So they have the best odds. Chances are there's a good chance that – all the teams that don't make the qualifying round are going to get in the top three spots, which is fine. But if that doesn't happen, then um, the rest of the draft order, uh, I'm sorry, um, I'm, I'm reading the wrong spot here. Uh, so basically they'll have a second draft. They'll have a second draft lottery if one of the placeholder spots, so that'd be a spot, where the um, one of the qualifying teams would have a chance to jump in the top three. They would hold a second uh, draft lottery at that point, and that would be after the qualifying round ends and they know which teams lost. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Kurt's shaking his head, for those of you on the podcast, and, and I'm 100% with him. Um, so, again, we went over the draft lottery uh, uh, odds, Here's the thing that that I'm going to try to simplify this as much as possible. And that's the problem the NHL made. They they are not simplifying this. They made it too difficult. And if you go back a couple weeks and I'm sure people listen to the show 
you might have seen some of this on Twitter or Facebook or, or TSN or whatever. The NHL was adamant that they were going to have the draft lottery before they decided anything about the rest of this season, which was asinine because it's you, – you don't know where teams are going to finish. So you're going to basically have a 30-team draft lottery to where a Stanley Cup winner – might get the number one pick. I mean, granted, it was a small percentage, but if that happens, you're going to give the number one pick to a Stanley Cup winner. That is the exact opposite of what you want out of the draft. So for them to do that beforehand was ridiculous, and they were threatening NHL teams. This is going to happen. Just prepare yourselves. We're going to hold the draft soon. And the NHL, all 30 owners were against it and said, absolutely not. This is stupid. Why? Why do it? Why do you need to have the draft? And I think we're facing the same problem here too, Kurt, is the fact that the NHL wants to have this draft for whatever reason. They want to have the draft lottery figured out. They want to get this out. I think it's because they want to have more NHL news dominating headlines whether that's the case, I don't know. But, but the 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 NHL draft lottery is never huge news anyway. You know what I mean? But at this point in sports, where there's nothing else going on, but it there, might be there. But the first round is is three picks, right? The phase one is what they're phase, calling it. Phase yeah. one, three picks. How much time can you fill with that? It's not so like here's. Here's here's what I think. Phase one, they have a phase one, and then phase two is if one of those placeholder teams gets in the top three, then they're going to um, figure out they're going to have a phase two draft. Now, if all three top teams are from the teams that are not going to be playing in the qualifying round, they're not going to hold phase two. They don't need to. It's just going to go in order of uh, um, the odds or the, um, I'm sorry, the winning percentage from the regular season. Um, They're doing this because they want to get ratings, I think, personally. But you don't need to have a phase one. This whole, like, let's figure out who's going to be in the top three, you don't have to do that. This placeholder thing is complete nonsense. Just wait until the qualifying round's over, and then have your lottery. Then you figure out, okay, the Red Wings will draft first. The, let's say, Penguins draft second because they've lost. And drafting third, the Montreal Canadiens. You know, I mean, but okay, you don't have a placeholder in spot if you wait to just have your draft lottery until after the qualifying round. But aren't some of these players going to need to know where to go, where to play because they're – these minor league clubs, these juniors teams, they're going to be starting their leagues and seasons. So, yes. you know what I mean? So they No, I, I get that. So they they but, do, but do what's, need to get what's it going. the guarantee? What's the guarantee that these three teams are going to pick the top 3 players? You know? I mean, we've seen jumps before where guys are rated to be number 2 and they drop down to number 7. You never know where you're going to be drafted. Yeah, I know, but I, but I mean, I guess I guess I'm just trying to rationalize why they want to get this done, and it's got to. Be, I don't know. I, I, it's got it's got to be. Uh, there has to be other reasons. There has to be something besides uh, NHL news. 
I, I don't know. I, I because because the, the, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, because I mean, it, it's got to have something to do with getting players where they need to go for the start of training camp and seasons. For, but they don't know that until they have the draft anyway. That's what I'm saying. They want to have the draft to get it done. The sooner they start, the sooner it's done. Like when, when, when they draft, what does the draft lottery have to do with sooner they can get the draft done? You're not going to know the draft order until you have the Stanley Cup winner. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it doesn't matter what the draft lottery is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Um, the last thing that I'll say about this and, and my other bashing of this is let's just say, okay, let's just say the Montreal Canadiens. And you know what? Yeah, Montreal Canadiens. Let's go with them. Let's say uh, they are down 2-0 in their series. And they say, you know what? The management says, we would probably like to get, La- La- I forget the guy's name, La- Lafiere. La- I can't say his name right. The number one pick this year. We'd love to get him on our roster. We're down 2-0 in this qualifying series. Carey Price seemed to kind of tweak his knee in the third period of the last game. Let's just not play him. Let's let the backup have a game and see what he can do, quote-unquote. You know that management, they would rather see the number one pick come to them than win a meaningless best-of-five game in the qualification round. They... They will say, they will tell coaches, hey, don't play carry in this game. Now, the players, the players are going to play. They're going to play their hardest because that's what hockey players do. But when it comes to the management, they want what's best for the franchise as a whole. And as a whole, you want the number one pick. You're not going to go on and win the Stanley Cup when you're down 2-0 in the qualifying round. So talking about competitiveness, you might see players that are sitting because, hey, we have a chance to get the number one pick. So why the hell would we even try to win this meaningless game when we're going to, you know, get past Team A and only to play the President's Trophy winner? It, 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 it doesn't make sense to me. I think it's completely silly. I was, I was racking my brain earlier trying to understand everything, and I'm not going to keep doing it. <laughs> it's not fun. It's just... It's it it. There's so much about it that doesn't make sense. Again, if you just wait until the qualifying rounds over, you don't have teams second guessing whether they should try to win or not. They're just gonna say, you know what? Let's uh, let's go for the win. If we can't win, no problem. Uh, we still we have a better shot to get the draft lottery. But if if there's a placeholder that gets in that top three, I think you might see teams management considering a tank. Why not? Would they? Are they going to make that known? Yeah. If there's a place, it's going to be public. See, if they kept it secret, that's a different story. Why? But, but again, then why would you have it? If it's going to be a secret. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. It I, it I, like I said, I've, I like I said, I've tried to understand it and figure it out, and I just, it's just my brain is not meant to think that way. <laughs> it's it's completely asinine. I have no idea why they think this is the way to go. It's it's completely ridiculous and backwards. Hmm. I feel bad for our listeners because they had to hear all that. And I tried my best to explain that 
is the easiest way possible, but it is very difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, anyway, I don't have anything to add to that. I don't, (laughs) I don't think our listeners, I don't think our listeners want us to expunge on that. Expand on that. Probably not. It's, 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 I don't think there's, you'll find anyone who could argue that it's, it's just, it, it makes no sense. You're not helping anybody by having this, two-phase draft lottery system. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're, I think we're about out of topics. We'll, we'll, we'll finish all that strong. Matters, all that matters to me is that winning unlimited said, I loved it, Jeff, please continue. <laughs> Adam, we will, you know what? When we get back to the rink and we, we are strapping on the skates, we will have this conversation many times. I'm sure. I'm sure he soaked that up. Oh, he loved it. I know he loved it. He, he's 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 in heaven right now, hearing somebody else <laughs> bitch about the NHL's draft lottery system. Well, he's uh, he has a long history of that. He should uh, he should plug his uh, I think his his uh, his presentation is that on YouTube. He should plug it in the in the chat. Yeah, here. yeah, it's uh, yeah. We before we go, if Adam, if you want to jump on and, and tell us where people can find it, we'll we'll tell one. But I will say, if you just Google the Gold Plan. Uh, that is ah. a very well-known plan amongst um, GM or not GMs, but uh, uh, commissioners in every sport. So the gold plan, you can find it anywhere. But but go ahead, Adam. If you have one spot in particular that's the best to find that, go ahead and post it before we uh, close up shop here. Uh, I don't think Bill missed much. <laughs> no. Is that a knock on me or the NHL? No, no, no. It's a totally knock on the, <laughs> the, the topic in general. Is it, there's no, there's no uh, uh, polishing that turd. I don't know when we're going to do a next live show. Uh, you're coming back uh, with the uh, next interview uh, from the Past to the Future series, Jeff, pretty soon. Yeah. So um, I will add that uh, tomorrow morning, actually, I'll be interviewing um, former St. Louis Blue draft pick and uh, played, uh, I think, 15 games for the Blues at the end of one season. Phil McRae, he will be on soon. Um, Obviously, his father, Basil McRae. But no. uh, So, yeah, I know Phil McRae will be on soon, but uh, the biggest one is next week or well, unless we have a live show, Bernie motherfucking Federko was my guest recently and uh, that was Kurt you you've had the pleasure of meeting him and sitting Mm -hmm. down and having a beer with him that was one of the best discussions of my life that was so much fun he is such a fun guy he is so nice and just an open book willing to talk about anything I it's funny because you know before I do these interviews you know you don't hear this part because I don't record it I ask every one of these guys is there something that you don't want me to touch on like Jamie McLennan, he had a lot of stuff that he talked about on his radio show about him going out and getting really messed up and then coming to Blues practice. And I asked him, do you not want me to mention this on a Blues podcast? You know, and and that's the kind of stuff I asked these guys before. I asked Bernie, I go, hey, man, there's a lot of stuff in your book about your relationships with past players and GMs and coaches is there anything I can't say? And he goes, Jeff, I am 100% an open book. You can ask me anything you want. And I'm just, it, that's the kind of guy he is. He, you could do that in person with him. And he has no problem talking about whatever you want to talk about. He is such a fun guy. So we have a great about 40 minute conversation. And uh, I know anybody listening to the show 
right now is going to love to hear that. Uh, I have a feeling if I had another conversation with him, uh, it would... Uh, I, don't, I don't know how the last one I had with him could be topped. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it, it, you know what? I've talked to him a couple times. This one was a lot of fun, but the time with, with you, when we sat down with him after his autograph signing, yeah, that I'm with you. That was one of the best conversations I've ever had in my life. Well, that was, that was fun because we were just sitting there hanging out and everyone had left. And we were like one of the last tables there. And he just, and he went and JR sat down and then Federico sits down. And I'm like, holy shit. Federico just sat down at our table. It was like just well, five funny of, I, just four of us, five of us I, just sitting there. I went up to, uh, to, and in front of the show, uh, crappy goalie was, was with us too. And it's funny because I was talking to, to Jeremy right before that. Cause you know, obviously I, I know him fairly well. He's been on the show before. And, um, I was like, hey, if you want to stop by our table later, I'll buy you a beer. And he goes, yeah, maybe I'll bring Bernie over. Mm-hmm. And I remember I even told Bill that. Bill goes, yeah, right. And then 10 minutes later, Jeremy sits down and Bernie's walking by and, and Jeremy starts motioning him over. And that was, God, that was so much fun just talking to him about his playing days and stuff. That was uh, unedited version mm-hmm. of, of what Bernie has to say it was so much fun. I think that'll do it. Uh, that'll wrap up episode 68 of season eight of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to our listeners who participated in the chat during the live show. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, stay safe and let's go Blues. Stay safe. Justice for George Floyd. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? only just begun they're on their way to number one now there's no more blues for our st louis blues the blues are on the ice tonight again they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win they'll always get one more no matter what the score they are quite a hockey team my friend